Hello, knowledge seekers. In this episode of 20 Minute Books, we are diving into No Ordinary Disruption by Richard Dobbs, James Manika, and Jonathan Wietzel. A comprehensive exploration of the four forces reshaping our global markets, this work has insights for anyone interested in business, finance, and the future of our economy. No Ordinary Disruption takes us into the heart of the shifts redefining the business landscape. This isn't just about change. It's about the transformation of the job market and the restructuring of global commerce. Dobbs, Manika, and Weitzel provide practical recommendations for companies, governments, and individuals who want not just to survive, but to thrive in this new world order. All three authors bring notable expertise to the table. Richard Dobbs, acclaimed for his work on global economic patterns, is a researcher at McKinsey and an experienced lecturer, having taught at several esteemed universities, including the University of Oxford. This is his second best-selling book. James Manyika, the director of the McKinsey Global Institute, is an advisor to many leading technology companies in Silicon Valley. He also served as the vice chairman of the President's Global Development Council, appointed by then U.S. President Barack Obama. Co-founder of McKinsey's operations in China, Jonathan Wetzel is well-grounded in the practical realities of business development. He resides in China and lectures at the Guanghua School of Management at Peking University. He has authored four books on China's economic landscape. No Ordinary Disruption is an essential read for CEOs, marketing executives, and students of business. Furthermore, anyone with an interest in economic development and global finance will find the insights offered by Dobbs, Manyika, and Wetzel invaluable. Brace yourself for 20 minutes of enlightening discussion on a book that provides a timely guide to navigating an era of profound change. No Ordinary Disruption, The Four Global Forces, Breaking All the Trends. Introduction, The World at Your Fingertips. Grasp the four seismic shifts sweeping across the globe. Consider this provocative hypothesis from futurist Ray Kurzweil. We might already have met the first human who will live to be a thousand years old. While a millennial lifespan might still seem like a wild prediction, it's undeniable that medical breakthroughs and improved standards of living are enhancing longevity worldwide. But this demographic explosion leads us to an urgent question. How will nations and economies accommodate and support a fresh wave of centenarians? This question embodies just one of the four grand disruptions dramatically reshaping our global landscape. And what about the remaining three? This narrative will enlighten you on the emerging realities. In this illuminating tour, you'll also uncover why the cost of capital is spiraling upward, why your beloved gum might vanish from Chinese convenience stores, and how Netflix is eroding the traditional confines of the media industry. Part 1. Unravel the transformative economic tremors resetting the global stage. Reflect upon the 25 years preceding the 2008 financial meltdown. It was a golden age of unprecedented economic evolution, low interest rates, inexpensive resources, 
an abundance of jobs and workers gainfully employed, it was a time when prosperity seemed to be the order of the day. But as with all golden ages, this one ended. Today, we stand at the precipice of a new era, one marked by four global shakeups that will redefine the world as we know it. These radical shifts include the swinging pendulum of economic dynamism and focus, the rapid expansion and elevated influence of technology, the graying hues of the global populace, and an increasingly interconnected world through the conduits of trade, information, capital, and human migration. Yes, these transformations do represent daunting challenges, but they've also fueled the uplifting of approximately a billion people worldwide from the pits of poverty since 1990. In essence, the hyperconnectivity and technological leaps of this era have been catalysts for economic advancement. The seismic shifts in economic activity are bringing the farthest corners of the globe into the limelight, alleviating poverty and empowering development. Therefore, the picture that emerges of this brave new world is one that's healthier, wealthier, more urbanized, with higher proficiency levels than previous generations. But the interplay between these four global tremors is complex, making predictions about future conditions an increasingly knotty task. Such prognostications are often grounded in past experiences and outdated modes of thinking. To thrive in this shifting landscape, we must rewrite our understanding of economic mechanics. For instance, traditional economic principles suggest that when financing demand escalates, capital becomes pricier, leading to a decrease in demand. But we are witnessing the contrary today. Emerging economies worldwide are aggressively developing infrastructure, a capital-intensive endeavor, keeping demand buoyant despite climbing financing costs. This anomaly is merely a snapshot of how old economic models are struggling to keep pace with the changing landscape. Now, let's delve deeper into these four transformative forces shaping our present and future. Part 2. Unfurling urbanization worldwide is reshaping our economic geography. Ever come across the name Xinchu? Odds are that you haven't. Even though this northern Taiwanese metropolis is the bustling hub of several globally leading electronics corporations. Here's a startling insight. Around half of the global growth projected up until 2025 will be birthed in about 440 medium-sized, lesser-known cities in emerging markets. The period between 1990 and 2010 witnessed the world's economic epicenter gravitating towards the east, specifically Asia, at an unparalleled speed. This shift was more drastic than any previous phase in our history. Why this monumental pivot? One of the key catalysts was the financial crisis of 2008, which triggered a worldwide recession, significantly afflicting Western nations. The speed at which this shift unfolded was simply astounding. For context, it took Britain, a nation of fewer than 10 million people, 154 years, to double its per capita economic output. Conversely, China achieved the same milestone in a mere 12 years, despite its massive billion-plus population. A crucial driver of this skyrocketing growth is urbanization. In a little over a decade, China will house thrice the urban population that the United States does today. Let's face it, 
cities are potent economic powerhouses. At their core, cities are epicenters of productivity, expediting the diffusion of knowledge and trends. High-density populations encourage vibrant interactions, often accompanied by superior infrastructure and robust education systems. Contemporary cities are also becoming magnets for talented, highly educated youth. This potent blend of factors transforms cities into ready-made innovation crucibles for forward-thinking companies aiming to trial fresh technologies, products, and business approaches. Did you know that three-fourths of the gross domestic product disparity between the United States and Europe can be attributed to Americans' higher likelihood of residing in major metropolitan areas? However, urban landscapes aren't without their challenges. Problems such as congestion, scarcity of public services, and supply difficulties can hike up the operational costs for local businesses. It's due to these complicating factors that the port city of Luanda in Angola holds the dubious distinction of being the world's most expensive city. Part 3. Swift technological advancements are redefining the rules of survival for businesses. The pace of technological evolution is accelerating beyond comprehension. To give you a sense of this velocity, consider this. In the 1990s, it took a squad of scientists $3 billion and 13 years to map the human genome. Cut to the present day, one device, a few hours, and $1,000 are all you need to accomplish the same feat. Two key factors powering today's technological revolution are digitization and widespread mobile internet accessibility. Simply put, digitization is the transformation of information into binary format, 1S and 0S. This transformation makes data storage, processing, and sharing significantly more manageable. Not just limited to intangible data, even physical items like books can be transmuted into digital formats. Moreover, digitization levels the playing field by reducing market entry costs and barriers, sparking greater innovation and experimentation among budding entrepreneurs and small-scale enterprises. The phenomenal growth and omnipresence of the internet have revolutionized the field as well. A couple of decades ago, fewer than 3% of the global population owned a cell phone, and less than 1% had reliable internet access. However, now around two-thirds of humanity owns mobile phones, with one-third enjoying internet access. Consumer behavior has also adapted to these technological shifts more rapidly than ever. For instance, post-Alexander Graham Bell's invention of the telephone, it took roughly 50 years for half the American households to own one. In stark contrast, five years post the launch of the first iPhone, half the American population was sporting smartphones. Such is the frenzied pace of technological revolutions that businesses unable to keep up risk, floundering, possibly even failing. Take the tech giant BlackBerry, for example. Their failure to foresee the smartphone revolution was a crucial misstep. While it's human nature for companies to batten down the hatches and wait for the storm of change to pass, they must comprehend that in this technological race, time is not a luxury they can afford. Today's cutting-edge innovation might just be old news by tomorrow. Part 4. As the world ages and the workforce contracts, we need to adapt and innovate. Have you ever fancied living a century? 
Considering our rapid technological advancements, you very well might. However, a world teeming with an aging population brings forth unprecedented challenges. As of 2013, nearly 60% of the world's population inhabited nations with fertility rates below the replacement rate, the rate required to maintain a steady population. This figure hovers around 2.1 births per woman in developed countries and 2.5 in developing nations. This demographic shift indicates a future where a diminished global workforce would need to ramp up productivity levels to continue driving growth, particularly to support the burgeoning elderly demographic. Simultaneously, with fewer workers and caregivers in the mix, taking care of our senior citizens could increasingly become a task entrusted to technology. A case in point is Japan, where robots now assist the elderly with dressing up and running errands like grocery shopping. Fast forward a few decades and all populations, barring a few African nations, will hit peak population for the first time in the modern era. Certain nations may offset their shrinking workforce by encouraging immigration, much like Germany. However, the elderly population will continue to grow as life expectancies climb. Despite these trends being visible on the horizon, governments, communities, and even corporations have dragged their feet in adapting and preparing for this future. Take pension systems, for instance. They require a thorough overhaul to adjust to the increasing life expectancies. Possible changes could include raising the retirement age. Failure to implement these changes could potentially leave many struggling for survival. Employers have often been myopic in their focus on cultivating a youthful workforce. This approach has often led to older workers being regarded as expensive burdens rather than valuable resources rich with expertise. This dismissive attitude extends to the elderly as consumers too. While it's true that senior citizens spend less on entertainment and dining out, they tend to invest more in home furnishings, medications and household electronics. Some forward-thinking companies are pivoting to cater to this market. Take Fujitsu, for example. They are developing a walking cane equipped with an integrated navigation system. Part 5. A global network brings the world closer, propelling small businesses onto the world stage. Ever studied abroad? Do you have close friends residing overseas? Or perhaps you've purchased a product made in a foreign country? Each of these instances is testament to how our world is becoming increasingly interconnected. Indeed, intercontinental trade is skyrocketing. To illustrate, consider China and Africa's trade figures. They rocketed from a mere $9 billion in 2000 to a whopping $211 billion in 2012. And it's not just commerce that's traversing borders. People, finance, and data are part of this cross-border exodus too. However, this enhanced connectivity also exposes the world to amplified vulnerabilities. Events that would have caused minor hiccups in the global market decades ago could today have sweeping repercussions. The Ukraine's unrest or Greece's financial crisis are prime examples of how localized events can send shockwaves across the globe. This is attributable to the evolution of trade and interconnectivity. It's not just growing, but morphing into an intricate global web. Capital, for instance, flows seamlessly across international boundaries. Despite the financial crisis of 2008, global money transfers continue their upward climb. 
Similarly, people are more globally connected than ever. Migration rates doubled during the first decade of the 21st century, particularly between developing regions. Naturally, this means the labor market is nearing complete globalization. But arguably, the most pivotal change in recent times has been the blistering speed at which information now zips around the globe. For businesses, this heightened connectivity holds enormous potential. It's paving the way for fiercer competition as global interconnectivity opens up markets. One striking example of a company thriving in this new era is the German micro-multinational enterprise, Solar Brush. This Berlin-based startup specializing in designing lightweight robots to clean solar panels now boasts an office in Chile and services clients across America and the Middle East. Such a dynamic venture could never have existed in the absence of modern technologies, far-reaching connections and affordability. Part 6. Thriving in a revamped economy. Understanding and attracting an expanding consumer base. Navigating the world's ever-changing dynamics is no cakewalk. To flourish in today's global economy, we must discard illusions of a bygone era and embrace the present reality. A reality where the diverse global consumer class necessitates segmentation and localization like never before. Rewind to 1990, when a staggering 43% of the developing world's population was trapped in extreme poverty. Today that figure has dropped by 700 million, and there's been a surge of 1.2 billion consumers. These folks are now online and making purchases. However, we mustn't be blinded by the sheer size of this group. As new markets mushroom, they simultaneously fragment, reminding us that there's no one-size-fits-all global consumer. It's essential for companies to grasp local market nuances. Nestle, for instance, markets a sweeter version of its instant coffee in China than in the West. Similarly, Wrigley's journey to claiming a 40% market share in China was not paved by its best-selling spearmint, but by locally customized flavors. Appreciating local markets is crucial, and so is establishing reliable local distribution networks. Coca-Cola's strategy embodies this perfectly. They minutely segment their retail outlets, ranging from enormous stores to small bicycle-powered micro-distributors in Africa. Moreover, businesses need to brace for unexpected competition. Thanks to technological advancements lowering entry barriers, petite companies now stand a chance to outpace global frontrunners. Alibaba's rise to prominence, eclipsing eBay, epitomizes this reality. A decade ago, Alibaba was merely a minor contender in China's online market. Technology is also reshaping business landscapes, giving rise to novel competition. Take Netflix, for instance. It started as an online video rental service, but gradually veered towards content production, typically a domain kept distinct from distribution. Fast forward to today, and Netflix has morphed into a formidable content creator, rivaling major film studios for consumer attention. Part 7. Crystal Clear Vision. The key for businesses and governments to seize emerging opportunities. Sure, the tectonic shifts in world markets might rattle global businesses, but don't let that chase you away from the action. Staying competitive and successful 
in this fluctuating landscape requires having a clear understanding of both the perils and prospects. For instance, the price tags of many commodities are heading north thanks to mounting demand worldwide. Additionally, the international market for resources is becoming increasingly interconnected. But other factors are also fueling the steady ascent of global prices. Environmental costs are turning into a serious concern, as climate change triggered extreme weather wreaks havoc on markets, leading to price hikes. To illustrate, the Brookings Institute calculated that if the health and environmental toll of coal were factored into its price, it would surge by a whopping 170%. So how can we rein in these escalating costs? By producing less waste, optimizing logistics networks, and recycling used products, we can unearth new opportunities amidst the scarcity. But the responsibility doesn't end there. Governments too must stay on their toes and display flexibility in policymaking. These challenges will touch all aspects of governance, from labor markets and regulations to education. Only by embracing and adapting to change can governments devise the most effective strategy to combat the obstacles of this new world. In future, governments should leverage incentives to hasten transformations, for instance, addressing the pressing issue of aging populations. In response to these needs, they should establish fair regulations to ensure seamless flow of information and smooth operation of businesses. Of course, each country must concoct the perfect blend of strategies tailored to its unique context. Estonia serves as a brilliant example of a country harnessing information to ramp up productivity. The nation's 1.3 million citizens use electronic ID cards to vote, pay taxes, and access over 160 semi-private services, including property registration. Quite an innovative approach to embracing the future, wouldn't you say? Part 8. Financing in an era of cash constraints. Businesses need innovative solutions. In the comparatively stable world markets prior to 2008, it was feasible to forecast long-term trends. Sadly, such predictive luxury is a thing of the past. The modern world is witnessing a skyrocketing demand for cash. Estimates suggest that by 2030, a colossal $57 trillion to $67 trillion would be required to upgrade infrastructure, roads, buildings, telecommunications networks, ports, and water systems. However, the million-dollar question remains. Will this colossal sum even be available? Pondering why? Let's take a trip down memory lane. Prior to 2008, cash was less expensive to obtain. But now, capital comes with a heftier price tag, making investments a tricky business. Additionally, market systems are now more unpredictable than ever. Given the uncertainty over whether we're stepping into an era where expansive monetary policies and debt monetization, formerly considered taboo, become the norm, we must brace ourselves for both possibilities. To prosper in this precarious environment, businesses must tap into new capital sources, such as sovereign wealth funds like the Abu Dhabi Investment Authority or the Korea Investment Authority, and devise more flexible strategies to handle market risks. Another conundrum lies in job growth. Although many regions bounced back from the recession, job creation didn't follow suit. Additionally, high-skilled workers are increasingly being phased out by technology. Consequently, our understanding of work is morphing, 
becoming more about what people do, irrespective of their location, as opposed to being tethered to a specific place. However, this shift breeds a paradox. While there's a deficit of highly skilled labor, it's simultaneously becoming tougher for college graduates to land jobs. Surmounting this hurdle demands creative adaptation from companies. This doesn't merely mean scouting for talent overseas, but also investing in education. A case in point is the United States automotive industry. It has proactively taken up the mantle to train its workforce. The Automotive Manufacturing Training and Education Collective partners with car firms and community colleges to create courses tailored to employers' needs. Now that's a smart move, isn't it? Final summary. The core insight from this book. We're witnessing a seismic shift in the world economy, characterized by diminishing poverty and burgeoning consumption. This upheaval is challenging time-honored notions about the operation of global markets. To adapt to these changes productively, it's incumbent upon businesses, governments, and individuals to remain open-minded and exhibit flexibility. Thank you for joining me today on this journey of learning and discovery as we explored the insights of another thought-provoking book in our growing library of knowledge. If you've enjoyed our time together, please take a moment to follow our podcast, give us a five-star rating, and share 20-minute books with other knowledge seekers. Your support truly means a lot. Don't forget to join me again in the next episode, where we will delve into another enriching book. Until then, happy reading and happy listening.